If you've been listening to the show, or if you're just a living, breathing person in the 21st century, odds are that you're a perfectionist. But did you know that there are three different types of perfectionism? After working with perfectionists for the past two years and being one myself for uh, longer than that, I would have to be an ostrich with my head stuck deep in the sand to not realize that there are different styles of perfectionism, each one with their own self-sabotaging patterns. To find out which perfectionist type you are, plus learn helpful next steps that will get you out of those patterns of self-destruction, take the free quiz by following the link in the show notes or by going to lifecoachbaker.com forward slash quiz. Now onto the episode. You know what's got to give. It's probably the thing that you don't want to let loose of, but it is not urgent. It's not important. Let it go. It does not mean it's never going to happen, but just right now, give yourself the fucking grace. Welcome to the Life Coach Baker Podcast. I'm Nicole Baker, life coach for perfectionists who want to set goals and actually follow through with them. I went to my first personal development seminar at the age of one. Yes, I was quite literally born into this industry. But by 15, I started to implement this mindset mumbo jumbo I'd heard so much about and it worked. As a recovering perfectionist myself, I've been able to set goals that are way out of my comfort zone and achieve them by doing things imperfectly, without self-judgment, and without the fear of their opinions. And now I help others to do the same. So if you are capital D done feeling like a hostage to this a-hole called perfectionism, then this show is for you. My goal is for you to leave each episode with tactical action steps that you can start to implement in your life now. I may be in my 20s. I may have the voice of a sassier Cinderella, but I've been doing this personal development-ish since I was a toddler. So let's dive in. What is up, my sweet friends? Welcome back to another episode of the Life Coach Baker podcast. I just wanted to give you all a quick little housekeeping note before we dive into the meat of today's episode, which is all about scatterbrain. Woof, what a thing for perfectionists. That whole like squirrel, shiny object mentality, mm, it's real, it's so real. But before we dive into that, I want to just do a quick little housekeeping, which is letting you all know that the Thursday episodes are going to be halting for some time, um, either indefinitely or just for a short period of time. I haven't quite decided yet. If you guys really like the Thursday episodes, please send me a note on Instagram or on uh, my email, which is hello at lifecoachbaker.com. And my Instagram is at lifecoachbaker. I'd love to know that you guys are loving and listening them, or if not, I'd love to know that you're like, you know, Tuesday's good. I just need Tuesday episodes Um, because I obviously want to make content that's super curated towards you all, but I actually have had a lot of really cool opportunities and projects come up in the business, in the Life Coach Baker world, and that is causing a lot of spreading myself in a lot of different places, which is an awesome, awesome problem to have, but Upon looking back, and I'll talk about this a little bit in the episode, upon looking back at the last few weeks, I realized, okay, something's got to give because I need to make sure I'm prioritizing my own nourishment and making sure I'm filling myself up so I can really pour into this community and into my clients. So for right now, that's something that's going to give is the Thursday episode. So thank you all so much for understanding and let me know if they're something you really cherish and something you really love or something you're like, you know what, one episode a week is good. Again, I want to make content that's really curated towards you all and it helps if I know what you want. 
Um, so thank you all so much for understanding. I really appreciate it. And before we dive into the meat of today's episode as well, we haven't done segments in a while and I wanted to step into those because I think that it's really important sometimes to pull back the curtain. I think that there's a lot of coaches out there and specifically a lot of people on like the social media space that kind of present this like everything's hunky-dory all the time. I'm constantly working towards my next goal. Life is so amazing. I'm so, so happy, blah, blah, blah. And that's so great, and I hope that people are happy 24-7. That would be amazing. But I also know that life ebbs and flows, and I think it's really important to talk and pull back the curtain and show that no one is this invincible Hulk. No one is just like absolutely perfect all the time, especially for perfectionists. What I've noticed is the most time that I've allowed myself to really lean into my imperfection is when I heard about other people of influence or on podcasts or on social media talking about how they were feeling imperfect. And so I want to pull back the curtain real quick and do our two segments, which is talking about how I got in my own way this week, specifically as how I got in my own perfectionistic way this week. I'm a big believer in working hard. Don't get me wrong and taking like massive action. But I think, and we've talked about this on the podcast, I think there's a huge word that is missing when people say I'm a hard worker or um, I only take massive or big action. There's a word missing and that word is aligned. I only take massive aligned action or I'm a really hard aligned worker. Because if we're just working for the sake of working, then we're putting our worth in our productivity. And let's be real perfectionists, that shit doesn't work. It really drives us into the ground. It allows us to get into that, um, I'll only be happy if I accomplish X mindset. And I chose a long time ago to not subscribe to that behavior anymore. Does that mean that I am not a human and I don't fall into it sometimes? No, of course not. Of course I do, which actually is how I got in my own way this week. I'm going to do a whole episode devoted to becoming a full-time business owner and that journey and what the ups and downs were because there were many of them. But this past week in particular, I realized I was really getting into the push, 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 work, 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 and not taking breaks and not having like a lunch and really demanding a lot of my focus on my mind all day long. And I realized I was so tired. I was just absolutely exhausted. And I'm someone who conditions alignment almost every single day. Um, I have a morning routine that's very developed in order to condition that aligned mindset thinking, to condition a state that really brings joy and energy and and abundance into my life and into my clients' lives. And I'm so proud of that. And it's taken so long for me to find my groove in that. And it's going to be ever growing. And I challenge you all to really give that mindset with your morning routine or with whatever you do to condition that mindset every single day. It's ever, it's ever growing. But I notice that whenever I am out of balance, it is because I'm not prioritizing my own nourishment or I'm not really pouring into that alignment work. And when I notice those things happen, I got to take a step back and I got to look at like, okay, what's going on? What are the things, what's missing? Um, what's, what's going on here? And I realized, okay, 
obviously, number one, girl, you gotta take breaks. Like, and I'm I'm totally putting my hand up in the air and saying that, like, okay, I'm I I I'm almost laughing at how comical this is because I'm such a big proponent of breaks with my clients, with my with my community, and I'm normally so good at it. And just recently, it just it went to the wayside. I'm human, and I'm realizing that that is a pattern that really does not work for me. And so readjusting that pattern, taking breaks, um, shortening my work days, making my availability look a little bit differently where it is available when I am at my time of focus, when I am at my time of prime and rather than 24 seven. And it's really taken me a moment to get into this adjustment period. So I I really urge anyone who's listening, if they are feeling like they're on the edge of burnout or if they feel like they're getting overwhelmed, what makes you feel like you? What makes you feel like you're pouring into yourself? I think we've talked about on the podcast, prioritizing nourishment in three different ways. And I'm, I'm a big believer that when we feel depleted, it's because we're not prioritizing these three kinds of nourishment, which is physical nourishment, moving your body, going on walks or going on a run or heck, paddleboarding. I've recently really gotten into again. Um, rock climbing. I mean, something that will just get your blood flowing so it can allow that tension in your mind to ease and flow through your body rather than like stay stagnant like a rock hard grenade. Fueling your body with foods that make you feel good, with foods that make you feel energized and clear. Doing breath work is another another physical nourishment because our oxygen is the fuel for our brain, for our thinking, for our muscles. And a lot of the times when we're in a state of stress or anxiety or survival, we're holding our breath. And so doing breath work is another really good way to get your blood flowing, to get that mind clear, and to get that physical nourishment up. Uh, Number two is mind nourishment or mental nourishment. So this can look like reading a book. It can look like learning a new skill, um, doing something that excites you, really engaging in something, um, finding flow. I mean, there's so many different ways, but something that engages your mind in new ways that are not the numbing ways. So it can be like watching a documentary that you're really interested on, taking a course, taking a class, um, learning piano or guitar that you've been talking about for 10 years. Like really leaning into the learning element and the challenging your mind, pushing your mind to learn and expand. And then three is spiritual nourishment, meditating, journaling, gratitude practices. I I like to think of the three in this way. Physical nourishment is the energy of your body. Mental nourishment is the energy of your mind. And spiritual nourishment is the energy around you, that force field, that frequency that you put off every single day. And if you're not a woo-woo person, that's fine. Just skip this part. I don't care. But if you are a woo-woo person and you're leaning into that a little bit more, this can look like doing mindful practices. This can look like meditating, priming, um, visualization. I mean, there's so many different ways to raise that frequency. It can even be as simple as setting an alarm on your phone for every day at 2.30 to say, money flows to me frequently and with ease. And when you read that, you raise your frequency. You feel the feeling of money flowing to you with ease and frequently. And that is a state change. That's a spiritual nourishment moment. So I urge anyone who's feeling that like, oh God, I'm doing a lot right now. I'm spreading myself a little too thin. First things first, 
something's got to give, figure out what that is. You know, you know what's got to give. It's probably the thing that you don't want to let loose of, but it is not urgent. It's not important. Let it go. It does not mean it's never going to happen, but just right now, give yourself the fucking grace. And then two, really prioritize your own nourishment. Now, our second question of the segment is, what is a goal to celebrate? What is a goal that we can take a moment, pause, and really feel good about ourselves? And I urge any listener to do this segment with me. Pause this audio right here and think about what's something that I've done that I can take a moment to celebrate. It can be big, it can be small, I don't care. But it is important, so important for you to take a moment and celebrate the crap out of yourself. Because as perfectionists, we're so good at go, 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 next thing, next thing, next thing. And what that conditions is a mind of constantly looking for the next thing, constantly pushing, constantly looking, constantly going. And we don't take a moment to stop Look how far we've come and celebrate ourselves, which doesn't really condition that, oh, I'm doing really good. I'm feeling really good about myself, self-worth mindset. So I like to take a moment during episodes to pause and say, here's a small goal that I can celebrate for a second. And that small goal is I started wedding planning. Um, and when I say s- small goal, I, I do mean this wedding planning is, is a very baby beginner. <laughs> like, so this is a very small goal that my, my fiance and I have just started like dipping our toe into. And I'm so excited. It's something we've, we've been mapping out the, the dream, the vision, the feel, the values, the emotions that we want people to leave the wedding with. So we have things fairly mapped out in our head. It's now putting it on paper And it's so exciting and I I get so giddy and and jazzed about it. And I actually wanted to ask listeners, who has done this before? (laughs) Or who has been with someone who's done this before? And what are some of your biggest lessons that you've learned? I'd love to hear from you guys on this. In fact, I might actually do an episode totally devoted to wedding planning and having listeners advice be read on the show. So if you're interested in giving um, in giving some advice to not only me, but fellow wedding planners out there, I would really appreciate it. You can send your advice to hello at lifecoachbaker.com, which is my email, or you can send it to me on Instagram through a DM. Or if you actually want to, I have a anchor platform, which you're able to record a voice note. All the details are in the show notes but you're able to record a voice note on there if you're wanting to do that and have it be read on the wedding planning episode. So I think that having a wedding planning for perfectionist episode is honestly slightly comical because what a freaking trip that wedding planning is, especially as a recovering perfectionist myself. Um, it's it's honestly, it's very exciting. It's, it's pushing me into new different zones of growth, which is really awesome. So I'd love to read off some of your guys' advice. Again, if you have planned a wedding, if you've been adjacent to someone planning a wedding, or if you're just like, you know what, I've thought a lot about it. I'd love to give you advice anyway please send it my way. Again, the email is hello at lifecoachbaker.com or the DM on Instagram is at lifecoachbaker. I'd love to hear y'all's advice and do a full episode devoted to it. If this episode's resonating with you, you might be a great fit for my one-on-one coaching program. I help perfectionists get clear on what it is they really want, set goals that will help them get there, and actually follow through and achieve them. If you'd like more information about my program, email me at hello at lifecoachbaker.com to set up your free discovery call. Now, back to the episode. Alrighty, friends, let's get into the meat. 
So scatterbrain. What is scatterbrain first? It is just that that squirrel mentality. It's like, oh my gosh, I'm going through my day. I'm feeling overwhelmed. I have all these things to do, but I have to do this and this. And then what about this? And then, oh, there's this idea. Oh, this, this, this. It's that shiny object syndrome where we feel like we're looking at so many different avenues and it's like, oh dear God, which one do I pick? Or I start one and then go to another one and start another and then go to another one. And it's like constant lateral movements, which can feel really frustrating as a perfectionist who already is putting ourselves on such a huge pedestal to accomplish something, to finish something. And we have a moment where it feels like those constant lateral movements are like we're going nowhere and we're floating and that means we're a failure, right? We're not, by the way. No one here is a failure because you have scatterbrain. I want to make that extremely clear. Scatterbrain, in my opinion, just means you have a lot of different avenues you want to explore. And can we pause for just a moment and talk about what a freaking gift that is? If you have a lot of different avenues that you want to explore, even if those avenues intimidate the crap out of you, even if they stress you out, even if they make you question everything about your sanity and self-worth, please hear me in saying that you are so lucky There are people on this earth who are so stuck in their comfort zone that they won't even allow themselves to dream about those options. You are so lucky because you've done the hard work and you've tapped into that dreaming, that that allowing yourself to explore options greater than the ones that you have. Does that stress the crap out of you when you're in scatterbrain? Probably, especially when you're a perfectionist. And by the way, there's a huge amount of pressure you're putting on yourself, but if you have those, those visions, those creative opportunities that you see yourself doing, even if it's just for two milliseconds and then you totally stress yourself out, please hear me on saying you're so lucky. Give yourself a moment to feel that gratitude. We're going to talk about how to get out of scatterbrain in two seconds. I have three different ways to get, or I, blah, blah, blah. I have a three-step process to get out of scatterbrain. But first, I want to all meet on common ground and realize how freaking fortunate you are to have the gift of scatterbrain right now. Yes, does it feel exhausting? Yes, does it get frustrating? Yes, does it feel like you're trying to pull your teeth, trying to finish a freaking task or go follow through on something? Totally. That is remedied though, believe it or not. The creativity the dreaming, the options, that is really hard to tap into. And a lot of people, unfortunately, don't let themselves do that. So please hear me that if you have scatterbrain right now, or if you've fallen into scatterbrain in the past, let's take a moment to reframe it and say, holy crap, look at how lucky I am. I have so many different avenues and I get to yell squirrel at each and every single one of them while getting distracted, trying to look for the other and look for the other and look for the other and then intimidate myself. Oh my goodness, I'm so fortunate for being able to look at all these different avenues that I could see myself going down, even if it scares the crap out of me. How's that for a reframe? So let's dive into the three ways on how to get out of scatterbrain now that we found a little bit of gratitude for the scatterbrain in the first place. First step is to get present. I know this is the hardest freaking thing to do when you're in scatterbrain and that's why it's step one. Because when our brain is on mental chatter on scatterbrain, it's like 
you can't see, I'm doing like claw hands around my head right now. Like, our brain is constantly going off like that. So to get present means we have to slow down that and get back into breathing into the present moment, looking around, actually noticing what's around us. This is not a flip of the switch. This is not something you can do just at the drop of a hat and then you've mastered it and then it's done forever. This is a foreign concept to a lot of us in the 21st century. We move at a thousand miles a minute. If we are sitting at a bus stop, rather than being alone with our thoughts and looking around at the trees, we go onto our phones. We are constantly seeking distraction. And it's really hard to get present. So please take it slow. Start by noticing your breath. Just getting curious even about how your breath is going in and out of your body. Uh, Someone calls it a, a mindful observer. So rather than judging your breath or trying to rate your breath, just become a mindful observer. What does your breath look like at that moment? Then allowing your eyes to close and repeat a mantra that'll allow you to really get present. One of my favorites when I'm in scatterbrain is, I'm safe. I'm powerful. I am safe. I am powerful. And when I remind myself that I am safe, a lot of times it allows me to get really back into that that zone of, I'm in control. I'm not at the mercy of everything my scatterbrain is trying to tell me I'm at the mercy of. I am safe. And by the way, I'm also powerful. I get to make my own decisions. I'm the one in the driver's seat here. And then by allowing yourself to not only tap into your breath, but by tapping into reminding you who the fuck you are, it allows you to find that connection with the present moment. So normally after I do my mantra a few times and I let it really click in, sink in, I feel it in my body, not just in my mind. I don't just consciously know it. I'm feeling it. And by that time, I open my eyes and look around and I'm no, it's like I'm noticing colors for the first time. Like, okay, (laughs) when I was young, I had really, really bad eyesight. And I remember going to my optometrist for the very first time. She was in Costco. She's great. I went to the optometrist in Costco for the first time and I got fitted for glasses and contacts. And I'll never, she put the, she'll never forget this. She put the contacts in my eye and I walked out into Costco. And everything was clear. Everything was bright colors. It was like everything came alive in Costco. (laughs) But it was like looking at trees for the first time. I could see details in the ceiling. I could see the the like warehouse style um, shelves up above with like the big packaging and like fruit loops in in abundance like I could see everything so much crystal clear and I was so present because I was just looking around and allowing myself to really open my eyes and see clearly for one of the first times and I remember going outside and seeing the trees and seeing each individual leaf rather than just a big green blob yes my eyesight is terrible but it's gotten only worse but Seeing those details, it was just like, it was, I could cry even just thinking about it. It was so beautiful. And so when you take a moment to get present, it's like you're looking around in Costco for the first time after getting contacts. It's amazing. 
So I want you all to take a moment and really allow yourself to get present. Allow yourself to look around and actually see the trees. If you have 20-20 vision, go look at the tree's leaves. I dare you. It's beautiful. Or go look at a flower or a building, a really tall one if you can. And just look up and see the windows. Like people made that. That's amazing. And to be able to really just find explorative gratitude in your present moment as childish and silly as it sounds it's like a breath of energy just rushes through your body so that's why I say start slow start by noticing your breath start by um, repeating your mantra and getting into a safe powerful place And then allowing yourself to make that connection and looking around. Because if we are just go, 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 and then like, let me look at the trees. Okay, trees are good. Like, we'll we'll continue in that state if we don't slow down first and then look at the trees, if you will. So again, this will take practice. Do not expect perfection on the first try, but allow yourself to get curious about this. Number two. Ask yourself what the emotional outcome you're trying to achieve here is. That was a lot, so let me tell you what I mean by that. So for example, let's say I'm feeling scatterbrained on my daily schedule. I'm looking at my day and I'm like, okay, well, I see my huge to-do list and I see my my empty schedule for the day. What do I want to do? I could do this project. I could work out. I could learn guitar. I've always wanted to learn guitar. I could clean my house. I could spend time with my partner. I could blah, 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 blah. And scatterbrain starts going squirrel, squirrel, squirrel. By the way, you could also do this and this and this. Remember, you've always talked about rock climbing. Let's go rock climbing. And it's exhausting. And suddenly you're like, I need to do every single one of these things now and you feel like you're two seconds into one activity and then it's trying to hit it right to the next and it's so distracting it feels like you're trying to do everything at once it feels very squirrel so when this moment happens I I I urge you obviously first to slow down and then secondly to ask yourself with each of these options what is the emotional outcome I'm trying to get from each of these I'm going to say that again with each of these options What is the emotional outcome I am trying to receive? So it might help to write all of these things down if you don't already have them written down. And then right next to them, how will I feel when I achieve? How will I feel when I finish this project? How will I feel after I work out? How will I feel after I went to my first guitar lesson? And getting into the emotions behind each of them. So for example, doing the project, finishing the project could look like feeling accomplished, proud, excited about next steps, feeling really significant, feeling jazzed and stuff like that. Working out can be feeling energized, clear, focused. Your brain is so um, clear of chatter. After we work out, those endorphins, they tend to get us a lot more into present, into flow, into easy, easier problem solving. It's really cool. But stuff like that, where you start to go through each of the outcomes, each of the things you're feeling scatterbrained or pulled towards, and asking yourself what the emotional outcomes are that each of these will provide for you. And by getting clear on the emotions behind what we're wanting to get done, it helps us, one, ground ourselves even further, because we're not looking at a list, we're looking at actual human things. Emotions tend to drive us much more than tasks. And two, it gets us out of do, do, do mode. 
When we're in do, do, do mode, we're moving a thousand miles a minute. It's really easy to fall into scatterbrain when we're moving a thousand miles a minute. Because if we're moving a thousand miles a minute, our brain can move a thousand miles a minute. And it gets us into rather do, do, do mode. It gets us into be, be, be mode. Meaning we are human beings, not human doings. We aren't loading our plates full of shits and giggles tasks for no fucking reason. There's an emotional outcome we want. And when we address it, we're able to go to step three, which is tune in and ask yourself which emotional outcome you're wanting. Now, a different way you can ask that before you get overwhelmed, a different way you can ask that is what emotional outcome aligns with the values you have for yourself? I'm going to be annoying and say that again. What emotional outcome aligns with the values you have for yourself? Please note, though, these are the values you have for your higher self, not survival values or comfort zone values. When we're in our higher self, that means we're looking at next level us. I've done a few podcast episodes devoted to this or mentioning this in some form or fashion, so I'm not going to dive into the specifics of it. But when we imagine our future selves, when we imagine the next level version of us that has maybe accomplished a goal and become this incredible person that accomplishes this goal along the way, or when we've made this amount of money and we feel so good and so like so free and calm and excited and being like we're able to give and all this all the emotions that come with getting a pay raise if you will when we're tapped into a higher version of ourself and this can be in anything in health in finances career relationships doesn't matter when we're tapped into our higher self we think differently Because when we're asking questions from where we are, then we're asking questions from the current state. And we're going to get answers that will produce more of the current state. But if we ask questions devoted to higher self or devoted to next level you, I know people who have called them even like a different name, like Debbie. Like if you're asking questions that are devoted to Debbie, then you're going to make answers, you're going to create energy and create actions and follow through on those actions devoted to Debbie, not to you. So I'm going to go back to higher self because Debbie just sounds like I'm a SpongeBob character and I'm talking to a seahorse. So there's a deep plug for you. Um, When we're making value decisions from our higher self, for example, higher self values can be anything from energy, vitality, love, connection, growth, adventure, stuff like that, where higher, higher self values are things you're wanting to work towards, things that you're wanting to bring into your life. Survival mode or comfort values are things like push, numb, exhaustion, security, comfort. Make sense? So ask yourself which of these emotional outcomes aligns with the values of your higher self. And then, this is my favorite perfectionist, I love this part, do one thing at a time. Do one thing at a time. And when I say one thing at a time, I'm literally talking about if this is a project that you're wanting to really get in the flow and have so much fun with and really create something beautiful and creative, 
When I say do one thing at a time, I'm saying put away your phone, put away distractions, put away your email, put your computer on, do not disturb, and allow yourself to just do that one thing. I've actually even heard people say like putting on a timer for what was one of my clients actually was saying this the other day that there was a study where we are as human beings are able to primarily focus on things for about 25 minutes at a time. So putting on a timer for 25 minutes, working for 25 minutes and allowing yourself to do one thing for 25 minutes. I mean, put away your phone. Please, for the love of God, put away your phone. I just got an Apple Watch. Do Not Disturb is one of my favorite settings on this Apple Watch. So have I hit the nail on the head? Do one thing at a time. You got it? Okay. Do one thing at a time for 25 minutes and then take a five-minute break. Go on a walk. Go on a jog. Do some stretching. Go grab some water. Have a snack. Things that will get you out of nose-to-the-grind mode. There's so much glorifying this, like, you have to be working 24-7. And especially for people who are moving at a 1,000 miles a minute and who are experiencing scatterbrain, that's just not cutting it. One of my favorite quotes is, if what you're doing isn't working, stop doing it harder. Stop working harder if working hard is driving you into the fucking ground. Have I hit the nail on the head, overachievers? (laughs) So please, this practice is going to take some time to, quote, master. So I like to have an overall blanket on this whole three-step thing. Grace. We do not give ourselves grace. Majority of the time. We have no problem giving others grace, saying other people should give themselves grace. That's not a problem. That's just being a good human being. But when it comes to giving ourselves grace, that means that we're having to put ourselves into slower mode or we're needing to take a step back, which a lot of perfectionists equate to laziness, which equates to my self-worth is nothing or I'm a failure or I am not enough to go after what I want, clearly, because I had to slow down. Can we debunk this? Can we unsubscribe to that way of thinking? One of my favorite, favorite lessons I've ever learned was life is mastering the art of when to speed up and when to slow down. It is not one or the other. You do not only live in the speed up, which a lot of us are conditioning ourselves to believe that it's constantly flooring it on the gas. I am not a perfect person at this lesson. I am still learning it clearly, as I said at the beginning of this episode. But I know that, okay, if life is the art of mastering when to speed up and when to slow down, I realized I've been hitting it on the speed up for a little bit too long and that was just not working. And again, what you're doing isn't working. Stop doing it harder. I decided to try a different tactic. Slow down. I've tried this before. It fucking works. So I, I urge you all, I know it can be really hard when we're in scatterbrain to slow down because when we're in scatterbrain, we already feel behind. But please know, nothing is that much of an emergency. You are not behind. Do you hear me? (laughs) Okay, I'm stepping off my high horse. 
but I hope you guys find this episode helpful. Please do not forget to send in wedding advice. Again, you do not have to be a person who's gone through wedding planning on your own. You can be a wedding planner or even someone who's watched someone close to you go through it or even someone who's just thought a lot about it or who's thought none at all about it but just has advice anyway. I want to hear it all because I'd love to do an episode totally devoted to wedding planning for perfectionists. So please send in that advice or even experiences that you guys had. I'd love to hear them. Also, do not forget to rate and review the podcast. We read off reviews whenever we get a new one. So don't forget to write a little love note in those Apple podcast reviews and then rate the podcast five stars because it's just like a big high five and hug to your favorite podcasters. By the way, that's not just for my podcast. Please do that for any podcast you listen to. I cannot tell you how good it feels and how much it helps out the show. But you guys, I adore you. I thank you so much for listening to this, and I will talk to you soon. Ta-ta to Scatterbrain. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to the Life Coach Baker podcast. Don't forget to go take the free quiz and find out what perfectionist type you are by visiting the link in the show notes or by going to lifecoachbaker.com forward slash quiz. Also, take a moment to rate the podcast and write a review. It is the best way to get the word out there. Plus, you'll get the chance of having your review read on the show. Until next time, I'll talk to you soon. Bye.